Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. I mentioned Governor Parson in the next hour. He gave the State of the State address yesterday. Let's talk a little bit about that and some of the other things in Jeff City with State Senator Bill Eigel from St. Charles, who joins us this afternoon. Senator, good afternoon. Happy New Year to you. Hey, Happy New Year, Mark. Thanks for having me. Uh, I mentioned I have the governor on, so we're going to talk about some of these same issues. And I want to talk about the personal property tax. So let's start there, because something that you're doing is addressing that particular issue. Now, look, Bill, I think both you and I would agree, because we've talked about this before, I'd be perfectly happy with getting rid of that damn thing altogether. But perhaps that's not realistic. You're approaching this at this point, I think, a little bit more... um, realistically in the sense that people got whacked with these bills on their personal property because of the value of used cars, right? And you're trying to hold hold the line on that with a piece of legislation. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, Senate Bill 8, which is the legislation I filed, would, would actually get rid of and phase out personal property tax uh, in every county of the state. It would take about six to eight years to fully implement that. We want to do so uh, you know, deliberately and not too fast, and we don't impact the budgeting of the local jurisdictions. But all of those local taxing jurisdictions that are getting personal property tax right now are at record levels of revenue. Uh, they've never had more money. They've never had more support from the taxpayers. So at this point, the best thing that I think we can do is to alleviate a little bit of the tax burden and move our state away from personal property tax, which is the same thing that most other states, 29 of the 50 states have already done that, and they still are able to fund their local services. We can do that here in Missouri as well. Well, but let's go to the, and so maybe I'm confused. Is that separate or is it included? Because I thought you were specifically sort of targeting this issue with, because I I hate the thing and I want to see it phased out. Don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. on this, but is there something separate to just address simply the issue of these spiking um, values on the cars in particular, and maybe on your goat too? Well, I mean, obviously if we get rid of the tax, then we're not going to have that problem (laughs) moving forward in the future. Uh, there are some discussions going on about ways that we could prevent that, uh, prevent the future increase in taxation if we don't go all the way of getting rid of the tax. Uh, I would consider that the bare minimums uh, if we come up with a solution just to prevent further damage. But, but really, if we want to help out these households, we got to get rid of the tax, or we got to get at least reduce the burden on the tax. So, yes, there, there's discussions going on. I don't know what the final personal property tax bill is going to look like, how much it's going to actually cut the tax, how much it's actually going to prevent future problems. But all of these things are moving us in the direction of trying to get rid of that tax in the future so that folks don't have to worry about you know, paying the government rent in their car every December 1st. Well, and I, I, I would hope that it can happen. One of the things that certainly will happen in, in most of the media on this particular topic is scare tactics along the lines of what happens. And we sadly haven't had this effort in the city of St. Louis recently uh, under the Slade administration. They actually talked about getting rid of the earnings tax here in St. Louis. But the people who opposed that bill, as you probably remember, it was always the chicken little, the sky is falling. There's not going to be any police fire. Ironically, hey, there's no police anyway. So the funding didn't matter. But there was never a plan, just like with your situation, to take that earnings tax away and then be done with it. There's always a phase out, which is what you're talking about here, which I think is an important point because people don't realize that or they don't think about that. 
Right. So I think they're and don't get me wrong. If it were up to me, I would go ahead and eliminate yes. this tax in one year. We'd never have to pay for it again. Right. I get it. We've 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 already compromised to a certain degree to spread the cut out over a number of years. Uh, and I think that that to me strikes me as a reasonable compromise between folks like myself that want to get rid of it. We're ready to get rid of it right now. And folks that are concerned about these government government revenues in the future. But no matter which way we go, there isn't a taxing jurisdiction in the state that's currently getting personal property tax that will, under any circumstance, approve of or support any tax cut to any of their revenue streams. That isn't a specific local jurisdiction thing. That's a government thing. Government doesn't want to let go of its revenue. So whether it's schools, the schools will come out and say, if you get rid of the personal property tax, uh, we won't be able to teach kids anymore. The libraries will say the same thing. The fire departments will say the same thing, yes, even right. though every one of these have never had more money. So we've got to be bold in our leadership here and say, listen, we're in defense of the taxpayer here. It's killing uh, middle and working income class households to have to be charged on December 1st for owning a car. We're going to make this better. All right. So, again, uh, stipulating that I, I agree with you on this and I, I hate the person. I not only hate the personal property tax, I hate the way it's administered with, you mm-hmm. know, these license offices. I think it's oh, a it's scam. evil. When I came back to St. Louis in 2006, I couldn't believe that that was the system that was in existence because it had changed since I had left the state. Uh, but I'm also a realist. And realistically, is there even close to enough support for something like this to move forward? Well, there's uh, obviously there's certainly public support. And I think that the public pressure that's being applied because of what happened that you described uh, of used car values going up and people getting an unpleasant surprise in the mail when they open their personal property tax bills. There's more pressure on the legislators in Jefferson City to do something about this tax than there ever has before in any year that I've been talking about this. So my guess is we are going to do something. We'll at a certainly we're going to make sure that we put uh, gates in place so that the 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 problem doesn't happen in the future where used car values actually leads to higher personal property taxes. But I do think there's going to be some sort of cut to personal property tax where it's going to fall, whether it's all the personal property tax or it's some of the personal property tax or it's phased in or it's right away. Those details have yet to be decided, but. This is the year that we've got to get something done to show some progress for the people of the state. Senator Bill Eigel with this afternoon. Do you feel, um, I'm going to give you a little gift here, but I would assume you might feel a little vindicated on the fact that some of the stuff that the governor is talking about right now with I-70, we're talking about doing with general revenue and the money that we have left over. Now, some of this is coming from Washington as well, but your, your position, I think, has always been we don't need another tax increase to get some of these things done. That, yes. Uh, well, well, the one thing, you know, Governor Parson in his state of the state of uh, Yesterday, uh, I mean, it was I've never heard I I never could have imagined a Republican governor talking about expanding spending and government in Jefferson City as much as Governor Parson was. So that's the bad news. No, in fact, the state has never seen an expansion of state government in terms of the dollars spent and the regulations we're putting on this state uh, as it has since Mike Parson has been governor. That's that's very unfortunate, and I think that's going to continue to disappoint a lot of Republican primary voters out there. That being said, the one thing that I agreed with him on, and you, you referenced this, Mark, is that we've got a surplus in Jefferson City, and we ought to take part of that surplus and start rebuilding some of our critical infrastructure, starting with I-70 that connects the two economic centers of our state. I actually filed a bill uh, about a month and a half ago that would actually set aside the funds over the next 10 years to rebuild I-70 to four lanes in either direction. And we'd be using some of the surpluses and setting aside some of our existing state revenues for the next 10 years, which is about how long the process would take. Governor Parson came out and said, well, 
I'm ready to spend about a quarter uh, of what it would take to do that full four lane in either direction solution. So he's taking a step forward, which is good. Uh, but I think that if we're going to do this, we need, we need to strike now when we have these revenues and make sure this is a solution that's going to fix this so we don't have to deal with this again in, in 10 or 15 well, years. Because if we have so. to deal with it in 10 or even five years, and this is what's happened, again, I mentioned I was back here in 2006. We've been talking about this issue for pretty much that long. I have been. Mm-hmm. And I've made this point to everyone. You know, Mike Kehoe, who is the lieutenant governor who's talked about this issue a lot, you and I have talked about it, that you keep kicking the can and you know, people have probably run the math on how much this would have cost five years, 10 years ago compared to what it's going to cost today. And then mm-hmm. those costs are just going to keep, even if you have a budget, you know, in a project like that, there's going to be overruns, right? So if it's a $500 billion project, True. it'll end up being $600 billion before all is said and done. So Mark, keep this in mind. When you, when I first was sworn into office in 2017, and the first time I, I probably ever came onto your show in 2017, and we were talking about I-70, at that time, the state budget at that moment when I first got into office was about $28 billion. Today, six years later, it's like 40, Governor, isn't it? Uh, more than that, Governor Parson has proposed a $54 billion budget. So we've gone from $28 billion to $54 billion in six years of Republican supermajority control. So the cost of rebuilding I-70 to four lanes in either direction is about $4 billion from the state, and we get another $4 billion from the federal government. So the problem, the problem has never been about money. There's, we have so much money. We now have surpluses that we're trying to justify how we're going to spend the surpluses without wasting the money. Money has never been the problem. Of course, you and I talked about this. That's why I'm opposed to the gas tax increase. What has been lacking is vision to actually have a conversation, identify a solution and an end game, which is fixing yeah. the highway, and get it done. Yeah, and, but and the bill that I filed actually got that started. Right, and the reason, just to make it clear, and we, we kind of went back and forth on the tax increase, I was a fan of that because I do like user taxes, and I and I like the fact that people from Illinois and elsewhere are going to also pay that tax, but you know the rest of the state did not see it that way. Senator Eichel, I appreciate it. Thanks. Keep us posted on all this. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.